Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. The episode you are about to listen to was originally available for Patreons only, but is a brand new episode now available on all podcasting platforms. So there might be a few references that have already happened. Uh, Apologies for that. And also apologies for any comments we make for non-patrons. Enjoy the episode and don't forget, it's not too late to join us on Patreon where you can listen to exclusive brand new episodes of Track by Track. Yes, every month there are at least two brand new episodes as well as access to the full Patreon-only back catalogue and our Patreon-only series, including further listening and the remix. Enjoy the episode. And thanks for listening. Hi. Hi, welcome to Trap by Trap. Oh, hi, I didn't see you there. Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And why have we got to do this album today? Because we want to. Because we want to. Because on the turntable this week, it's Walk of Life by Billy Piper. Uh, which is not the album that Because We Want To was on. No, but it just, you know, there was, there's nothing as memorable from this album, to be honest. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm joking. Well, half joking. Hmm. Uh, so we're back with a new episode, and this is uh, another one of our most requested artists, actually, Billy Piper. Also, Dan, I think we are going to c- declare this episode a uh, ex-husband free zone, because I don't think Billy would want reminding of her ex-husbands, uh, and neither do we. No. Well, one one's turned out to be okay, didn't he? Well, it's quite... A- temper on him apparently if you work with him oh really and one absolutely don't want to mention at all so obviously you've got uh we'll just say them now and it's out of the way you've got spilly's ex-husband you've got uh avengers star captain america himself chris evans absolutely gorgeous and absolute disaster and horrible person Lawrence fox yeah get that out of the way don't yeah, such a shame we've started this episode on such a low. Let's really build it up now and lift it up. And actually, Will, great point to say this is, of course, one of our Patreon episodes. This is our second batch, uh, if you like. Of course, in week one, we had Spice Girls, Spice and Electronic with Raise the Pressure. This is the next Patreon episode. Thank you for joining us. And it's a big hello to our first Patreons joining us. Yeah, it's actually Patreons, Will. I do keep correcting you on that one. But oh, a big thank you to Soren, Dan, Edward, Suzanne, Darren, Christopher, Jonathan, Dave, Sean, Stuart, Scott, Ellen, James, Tooley, Steve, Lawrence and David. Thank you all very much. Any sign of Kylie yet? I just sent her a, a link to, to listen for free. She is such a freeloader. She is, isn't she? I've bought dozens of bottles of her wine, honestly. And I recorded all of her songs off the radio. Uh, as well as this being uh, a wonderful episode for our fabulous patrons. Dan, why else are we talking about this album? So this album turned 21 just a couple of weeks ago, Will. So we're not really on it this time, but we knew we wanted to save it for a special occasion. Um, but as we posted on the socials, it turned 21 quite recently. <laughs> And Dan, I thought to kick off, I've got a little Billy Piper quiz for you, just to test your credentials. Hmm, exciting. So, how many children has Billy got? God, is this holding me about husbands and kids? Can we talk about the music? Well, we'll get there in a minute. If you're setting the scene, God, you've got to take them out to dinner first before you uh, pump them. The children. <laughs> um, I would hesitate to guess at two. Three, actually. Oh, no. And what was the name of uh, Billy's character uh, in the Doctor Who revival that she shot to TV stardom in? Rose. A surname? West? Try again. Um, 
Oh, I can't think of any of the Roses, Will. Just Cadbury's. Uh, <laughs> it's Rose Tyler. Uh, she was brilliant in Doctor Who. Uh, also, can you name the uh, most recent uh, TV show she not only uh, starred in, but she was also a uh, creator, writer, uh, and very much uh, instigator of award-winning TV series this was. And very good as well. Mrs. Brown's Boys? <laughs> no. Oh, again, I'm not too sure. Uh, I Hate Susie, which was on the Sky Channel. Uh, oh, the yes. Sky Channel, whichever one it was. Uh, definitely worth watching. Do you know what, Will? I'm going to put it out there now. Other than the first series of Doctor Who, which I never finished, I've never seen any of Billy's TV series. So you probably missed her in Secret Diary of a Call Girl, which is also very great. Uh, ITV2 series for back uh, 2007. And you probably also didn't watch her in Penny Dreadful or The Ruby and the Smoke either. Was Penny Dreadful a reboot of Penny Crayon? No, it was a a, a gothic, uh, horrific drama series. Right up your street. I haven't seen it actually, but I loved oh. I loved her in Doctor Who. I thought it was just it was a real moment in time when that show came back as well. So we're going to talk about Walk of Life today. So this is Billy's second and final studio album proper to um, date. To, to date, <laughs> <laughs> uh, released in two thousand. Uh, we've you've already done this, so don't accuse me of not listening uh, okay, as no. you normally do. Uh, so this uh, was the second album. Uh, is home to some absolute bangers. Some of mm-hmm. her best, you might say. Absolutely, 100%. It's also home to some other tracks as well. Yes, which we'll get to. <laughs> so, shall we get stuck in? Let's get stuck in. Side one, track one. This is Day and Night. This is a textbook case of how to do a big comeback after a massive uh, launch for solo career and first album. This is how you do it properly, isn't it? Definitely. And it's worth noting that there were less than two years between her debut album, Honey to the Bee, and this album. But I think it feels like a lot longer because she, she shook off that teen thing, didn't she? She gained a surname. She went from Billy to Billy Piper, which is quite interesting because I think most artists shake off their surname, don't they? Like Cheryl, I think Jerry for a while lost hers. Um, probably a few others as well, Will. But um, what a transformation in style, in sound. And I think, as you say, it just kind of cemented her as a huge pop star at the time. I remember when this song came out, uh, Billy was everywhere and a mem- very memorable uh performance on top of the pops when she hit number one because this was the number one single she had a brilliant like union jack tank top on uh which was really funny or not funny but um well maybe funny uh when she in an episode of doctor who which was set during the blitz she was also wearing a union jack top as well and i'd like to think it was a bit of a throwback and a nod to her pop career but she this was absolute peak piper And she was huge. This song was universally praised and loved. And it was very much regarded as a kind of move to a real international, like American pop sound that was being favoured by the likes of Billy uh, Billy Spears, Britney Spears at the time. (laughs) Uh, And this is just a masterclass in creating a brilliant pop song. Definitely. And around this time as well, I'm sure it was the same for you. I just remember being so excited to actually get my hands on the physical release because you had all that build-up and momentum in smash hits and Top of the Pops magazines. She would have been all over CD UK and the box and all that kind of thing. And it was, of course, at that time, you had to wait to get the CD. And I remember, distinctly remember having this and playing it to death. The joy of the release. Mm, And the physical thing in your hands. Mm, mm. 
Can you remember the video for this song? Oh yeah, absolutely. And she was in 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 the sewers, wasn't she? <laughs> Working for Dino Rod. <laughs> <laughs> and you did once have to call Dino Dino Rod out to deal with your plumbing. And now they refuse. They absolutely refuse to work you're on with the, me. You're on the blacklist, or should I say brown list. <laughs> <laughs> well done. We got to uh, halfway through track one this week. For... Uh, do, do you remember what you else you were listening to at the time when this came out? Uh, well, I do. And I was actually going to mention, Will, I don't know if you want me to do this now. I was going to talk about the songs before and after the number ones. Yeah. around this time. Do you want me to yeah. jump into that now, Will? Just, just get um, stuck in, yeah. Because this was, of course, this was the summer of 2000. So this took the top spot from uh, Madison Avenue's Don't Call Me Baby. Mm. A banger. And that actually, just to go back one more week, that took the number one spot from Britney's Oops, I Did It Again. Um, and as you said, Billy at this point was almost marketed as the UK's answer to Britney, wasn't she? But then Billy was number one for a week, which things often were number one for a week back then. Um, and then Sonic took it from Billy with It Feels So Good, which was number one then for three weeks. But I distinctly remember around this time, I think I had every single number one I had on CD single. And I remember just, I had, for some reason, I started remembering them all. So for, I think the whole of the year 2000, I could remember every number one. Don't ask me what they were now, other than what I've just read, because I forgot them all. Uh, but what a time for music. Madison Avenue, love that song. Uh, Britney Spears. Oops, upside your head. Oops, upside your head. You know, just a great, a great period of time with Billy sandwiched right in the middle, and she was just alongside all, all the greats there. This was this was number one. Apparently, it sold about a quarter of a million copies just in the UK. Doesn't surprise me. Much so much anticipation for it, and what a team behind the song as well. So on this one, Billy herself was a co-writer. So lovely to think she's still getting a few pennies from that. Uh, she worked with Elliot Kennedy, who, of course, we've talked about many times. He co-wrote Spice Girls, uh, Say You'll Be There and Love Thing. Uh, he also worked with S Club 5 and Lulu Lovey. Um, then there was also Tim Lever and Mike Percy, formerly of Dead or Alive. Uh, they left the band in the late 80s and set up Steelworks Studios in Sheffield and went on to work with the likes of Robbie and Blue. And... Produce on production, uh, just one of the best at the time for for producers. Stargate, yeah, who we still talk about now, don't we? Mm. Legendary, uh, and this has got their their dirty meat fingerprints all over it. They dirty meaty fingerprints. Dirty, yeah, they've been eating a pepperoni. Oh, which has probably not got any meat content actually. No, I could probably have that. So that's enough about you snaffling spicy sausages, Dan. Let's get on to track number two now, which is a, a, appropriately called Something Deep Inside. deep inside there Dan and we've got a bit of a challenge now on us we've got to get through talking about this track without making any cheap innuendos well we wouldn't do that anyway would we naturally naturally so naturally what's that Tina G oh oh of course yeah I just was confused with the different key and rhythm melody <laughs> So this was the follow-up to Day and Night, and it's uh, it's a great formula, isn't it? It's an absolute banging pop song for the first release, the second one, something a bit mellow, different approach, but also uh, also very good, also very good, Dan. Really good, and yeah, I do like that it wasn't a a carbon copy of Day and Night. It's got the same some of the same flavors there, but definitely. Um, Slight hint of R&B in the production, which would have been quite new for Billy at this point, wouldn't it? Definitely a bit R&B light, as were a lot of pop artists uh, towards the late 90s, early noughties. And on this one, Will, Billy is co-writing with Elliot Kennedy again. And then you've also got Tim Woodcock, who we spoke about recently. Uh, he co-wrote S Club 7's You, 
amongst many other things, uh, and produced by those aforementioned Steelworks lads. Uh, also, this the version we listen to uh, and that you will see on the album is actually a radio mix. There is an original version. Very hard to come by. It's only on the Japanese release. This got to number four in the singles chart. So a still a big hit. Uh, it was accompanied by many, many remixes. Uh, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about those later. But I, I imagine, Will, that number four, after that huge number one, I imagine number four, even though it's a hit, a top five hit, a top four hit, I imagine it was a bit of a disappointment. But I have got the charts from that week as well. If, if I may read out what was ahead of Billy. Yes. Oh, Dan, Rob, Copsy will be so proud of you. I hope he's listening. And I'm reading directly from the official charts page. We only use academic sources on track by track. Um, Hello, Rob. But in it. Hello, Rob. In at number one that week was uh, Mariah Carey and Westlife's Against All Odds. I imagine not one of your no. favourite tracks of the year. Rubbish. Uh, at number two, brand new, was Kerncraft 400 by Zombie Nation. Banger. Or was it Zombie Nation by Kerncraft 400? I don't know if the charts are <laughs> Zombie. Um, number three, Will, with a former number one was Mojo's Lady Hear Me Tonight, which had dropped three places, two places, Banger. I should say, and then Billy. But then behind Billy, other new entries are number five, Pink with Most Girls, number six, Cisco with Unleashed a Dragon, number seven, Anastasia, I'm Out of Love. So a huge week for new entries. Massive, again, just another testament to how big pop music was at the time. I don't want to read out the whole top 40 here, Will. I'm just looking at the rest of it. You've got Sugar Babes Overload, Escob 7 Natural, Kylie on a Night Like This, Aurora's Ordinary World, Madonna's Music, the Big Brother UK TV theme. That's all in the top 15. What a chart. More new entries that week than uh, you during Freshers Week. I absolutely... Oh, I thought we weren't doing anything during oh, Summer Season 5. That's a siren going. That's a new end of so sorry i couldn't help myself and i was so enjoying something deep inside until he came out with that i do seem to remember as well will from the music video there's quite an impressive dance routine with this one and i think uh billy was wearing a sort of a gold floaty top i've not oh, watched it, it i know what you mean my floaty top they were very in at the time favored mm. by the likes of billy rosie ribbons sarah watmore oh a bit later on actually but you get the idea I didn't want to correct you, but yeah, not right there, Will. Track three now and single three. Uh, Dan, just to let you know, after this track, we've, we've got each other to support each other as we get into some very interesting album tracks. But let's enjoy Walk of Life first. So that was Walk of Life and a change of pace, Will, don't you think? A real change of pace, but it's actually my favourite song on the album. I am honestly blown away by that. I can't believe that. What? Why? Why? I don't know. I think it's a little bit... Is it a change of pace? It's a bit Natalie and Brulia, uh, mm. but I like... It's very... The chorus is very uplifting. I think it's a more mature sound. Uh, it's also uh, her, the last ever song she released as a single. Oh, so it's got a bit of an emotional attachment mm, to you. The last we saw of Billy in the charts with this song as well. I also vividly remember the video. I think she was quite wet and stood on a bus or something. Yeah, I seem to remember her. I think she was rambling. Absolutely. Dan, question for you. Yes. <laughs> uh, have you ever been wet on a bus? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> depends how many potholes are on the road. Uh, anyway, a silly, silly, silly question, but important question nonetheless. Well, do you like yeah. this song? I really like this song. And I do remember because 
I'll let you reveal the the number it got to in the charts. That's your thing, Will. But it wasn't a huge hit single, was it? And I do, I think I've been holding on to this guilt for 20 odd years now because I remember just feeling quite sad for her. You know, she had the number one hit, the number four hit, the big hits before. And then this just obviously didn't do very well. And it was the last thing. Um, I wonder if if things would have changed, if it would have charted better. If Should I have bought it as a single? I didn't buy it as a single, Will, because I had the album and I wasn't particularly bothered about the B-sides. But I've got that whole Lisa Scott Lee electric thing, that pang of guilt, even though I bought that one. I should have bought more copies. Uh, number 25 in the singles chart. And apparently it was one sale off uh, getting to number 24. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, that would have been me. Yeah. Oh. But this was... Uh, Christmas number one week in 2000. So, you know, very risky to put out a track for that. And this was the infamous week where Bob the Builder knocked off Eminem. And you actually once knocked off a builder yourself, didn't you, Will? (laughs) I hit some scaffolding with my car and he uh, got pulled off from the top of the uh, top of the scaffolding. You damaged his helmet, didn't you? I did actually. It was uh, it was ruined after that. Now I'm not going to run down uh, every single in the chart that week ahead of Billy up to Bob the Builder, but some notable new entries that week ahead of Billy. You had Craig with "At This Time of Year." Craig, the Big Brother winner. Uh, oh yes, someone he else who dropped his surname. Yeah. No, he couldn't. Also, you had Kylie's "Please Stay" at number ten, and Robbie's "Supreme" at number four. So not actually not the most festive run for number one that year. Dan, who wrote this one? So Billy again with Wendy James and Jim Marr. Now these were formerly of Skin Games, who were a late eighties, early nineties act uh, band. They didn't have huge commercial success, but then they went on to write for others. They co-wrote "Because We Want to" and "Honey to the Bee" from obviously Billy's baby album. Also, Martine McCutcheon's "Perfect Moment," a banger. Yeah, and she also worked with Tintin Out on their uh, album, Eleven yes. to Fly. Uh, which had the huge singles, Here's Where the Story Ends, and the Emma Bunton featuring What I Am. But she was on a lot of the album tracks, wasn't she, Wendy? Wendy Lovey. Eleven to Fly is a really nice song, actually. Yeah. we That's on the long list. Isn't it that album? Or did you put a different Tintin Out album on the long list? I think it was probably the other one. But as for Walk of Life... Um, Lyrically, lyrically, I do. I like it. I like that Billy's again co writing this one. I like the lines about break the bread and pour the wine. Almost feels like she's trying to get us, sign us up and get us into her cult. I'd join. Yeah. You did once try to start a cult, didn't you? I did, but it folded because there was only two members. The other one was me, and I backed out after the first week. It wasn't for me. It's fine. I'm used to male members backing out. Track number four now. Uh, and this is go. what I insisted you were if you joined my cult. Safe with me. Safe with me there. What a great time to talk about the fantastic album artwork. And there's no shocked look on my face this week. No. (laughs) So this is, I mean, it's a classic look. It's Billy. It's her face. She's looking, uh, I guess some might say uh, sultrily at the camera. I would say she's got some thoughts about, uh, she's thinking about what to have for dinner that evening. But she's looking lovely. And you've got Billy Piper, Walk of Life, in a, in a thin a thin font in the left-hand corner. As for the track itself, this is another one written by Wendy and Jim uh, from the previous track. No Billy on this one. But I like the... It's got a very sweet melody, sweet delivery. 
I think it almost feels like it follows on from I Dream from the debut album, which was one of my favourite tracks on that. Although I've not heard it for absolute donkey's years. Um, but I think there's a great beat, kind of a great bump, bump beat going throughout it. The strings that add to the dramatics. Uh, and of course, she was Sylvia Young trained, so you would expect some dramatics from Billy Lovey. Um, but I think it's a nice ease in to the album tracks. It's not a uh, banger like Day and Night. It's just easing us in. Yeah, I would. I I I don't like it that easing in. I just think it's a little bit too nothing in particular for me. So shall we move on then, Will? Well, I, yeah, I yeah yeah. Thank you. Nothing to add. Let's go. No, let's go. <laughs> so track five now, and not the theme to the cheerleading movie of the same year. Bring it on. Bring it on there. Will, again, that kind of early 2000s American tinge pop R&B thing, very present in this one. I think more so than anything we've heard so far. But I like what it brings to the track. Yeah, it's got quite a jaunty bounce to it, hasn't it? Uh, bring it on. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, it's kind of light. It's very, you know, it's not going to set the world on fire, is it? But um, it, it's, a, it's a, what a fun song. It is a fun song. Uh, definitely an album track. Uh, but a great team behind this one, Will, I have to say. So on this one, you've got Patrick Berger, who has written the huge hits, Boom Clap, of course, from Charlie XCX, and Icona Pops, I Love It. Uh, and you've also got Andres Avalan, who has worked on many things. Uh, the vocals on The Milks, Last Night, A DJ Saved My Life, uh, also remixed Robin's Show Me Love. And then you've got Cara Diogardi, who we spoke about on the Britney Blackout episode, and she's also worked with Natalie Imbruglia. Now, wouldn't it be fun to talk about Natalie Imbruglia sometime soon, Will? Let's put a pin in put a pin in that because it would be good to talk about Natalie Imbruglia. And I know it's not the first time someone said that recently. No, uh, and won't be the last. Uh, and I think we should do it. But also, Cara was a judge for two series on seasons, I should say, of American Idol. Is that? I've got a feeling that's still going, isn't it? It is still going. Yeah, it's those things. A huge in America. Obviously, here they kind of died down a bit, even the X Factor. But I think in America they still love their idols. A question for you, Dan, because you did mention uh, bring it on the film, yeah. Uh, and I think everyone enjoyed that first film. Great fun. Oh, you never didn't? Seen it. Never seen, never seen it? it. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, most most people enjoyed it. Do you know how many sequels there were? Um. I'm going to hesitate to guess at like six or something like that. Yeah, there were like six. Oh. There were five that went straight to DVD and there was one that uh, didn't even get that far. Um, and uh, it's actually going to be on TV next year. Good God. there are They love to do that with certain film series, don't they? Like American Pie or that kind of thing. Very much American high school comedy sort of things. They just go on and on and on, don't they? They milk it like cash can so next track uh and this is not a cover of the anita bell disco classic ring my bell my favorite part of that song um don't say the end <laughs> no it's the doorbell sounds just peppered in through there i know i kept thinking someone was at my door but i kept hopping up and running to the door but uh, alas it was part of the song well no you've got a couple of quite ornate knockers haven't you so i think it would be a very different sound now will thinking about this song lyrically lyrically oh I've, second time i've done that oh well yeah, you don't want to do that twice. Generous. 
Do you think you could tell who someone was by the way they rang your bell? Yes, because if it was you, you would just put your finger on it and not let go until I'd answered. You're quite impatient that way. Yeah, I do often push my finger in until you until you answer. Um, how about the way that someone knocked on your back door? Uh, again, I think, you know, some people have a very particular style, don't they? Mm. Uh, and I think I think you'd be quite persistent, but you'd do it in short, sharp bursts. Really get Definitely. in your head. <laughs> well, and elsewhere. Dan, you were absolutely filthy this week. So sorry. There's not much music to talk about, so <laughs> have to fill it up with smut. Uh, no, sorry to to Billy. I know she listens, and to the to the hardcore Billy Piper fans as well. There is some good stuff here, and I like this song. And there's a good team behind this song, Will, which I will go into details about now. So we have. <laughs> oh, last... sorry, Dan. When are you when are you doing that? Right about now, ish. And here we go. You have got Lass or Lassie Anderson, uh, who worked on Big Big World by Amelia, uh, Nikki Natini who has worked with the likes of Northern Line and Precious. Now, wow. well, I wouldn't mind putting that Precious album on the long list, actually, because those first four singles were all bops. Can you sign that off? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it's a shame Northern Line didn't release anything because they're absolutely gorgeous, or were. Ziggy, of course, most known for his stinting big brother and the infamous affair with Chantel. Chanel, sorry. Or that kink in her hair. Uh, and then you've also got on this one, Peter Who was Halstrom. Chantel? Was it Chantel? Yeah. Who was Chanel? Oh, Chanel's my cat. That's why I'm getting confused. <laughs> she's also got a natural kink in her hair. Uh, and she's also quite fussy. And quite catty. Also, Will, Peter Halstrom, who is a Swedish singer-songwriter. Now, one of his songs is the number one favourite song at funerals in Sweden. And another of his songs is the second most appreciated love song in Sweden. Uh, so both sides of the coin there from him. He's also participated in many uh, Eurovisions. Or as, sorry, I should say as a, in a sort of producer or songwriter mm. or backing vocalist capacity. But as for the music, well, as for the track, again, I think playing more to that R&B pop side of things. Yes, it's fine. Track seven now, and this is a cover of the classic. This is The Tide Is High. The Tide Is High There, a cover of the Paragons track, which, of course, Blondie made their own. I Will, I was really hoping that you'd have uh, introduced it as a cover of the Blondie classic, so I could have corrected you, but you've, you've snubbed me on that one. I am going to shock you, Dan. This is my favourite version of this song. That does surprise me. However, I would have guessed that... I wouldn't have guessed that Blondie was your favourite, um, because I think we both love Blondie, but it's not one of my favourite songs of theirs by any means. I would have guessed Atomic Kitten. No, I love this. It's just got a bit more sass and a bit more bounce and funk to it. Um, and I just I just think it's a bit superior, actually. Uh, this great fact, this was going to be the fourth release. And uh, it was all lined up to go, remixes, etc. Uh, but alas, it wasn't meant to be. I think she was just a bit puffed out, wasn't she? She just wanted a bit of a break. And after the, you know, after the disappointment of Walk of Life single, and I think this is, she'd already met Chris Evans by this point. I imagine he, sorry, we said we weren't going to mention him, but this was around the time when they were um, meeting, I believe. They used to go on those big, like, drinking sessions all day, didn't they? Used to see mm. photos of them in the paper. And we do like a big drinking session, don't we? Yeah, we do. We've just not had many recently. Still waiting for you to buy me a Ferrari, though. Now, I do believe, Will, though, that this version, the, or I should say the Atomic Kitten version, was a kind of recycled uh, 
version of this production. Obviously, they added their own spin to it. They took out the rap. They put in their new middle eight. Um, but I think it was based off this production, wasn't it? Yes. And also, the Atomic Kitten one was called uh, Tide is High, Bracket, Get the Feeling. But do you prefer the rap in here, then, to their their middle eight? Mm. I love the girlfriend bit, the little sample of girlfriend. Yeah. It's just it's just a bit of fun, and you know that's what you want on some of these album tracks, isn't it? There's, you don't want you know not necessarily the most amazing, original, earth shattering, going to change the mu- the world of music thing, but you know a fun cover like this is very welcome in the middle of an album like this, particularly in the middle fun. of an album like this, specifically like this. I did actually try to find out well who the rapper is, and it's quite tricky. It's not tricky the rapper. It's quite tricky to find out. <laughs> who he is um on the album uh liner notes it it lists alexander guardian as being on bvs so maybe him um but very little about him online this might have been his this could have been if if this was released as a single in a new mix and it topped the charts this could have been his big break well i'm sure he doesn't want to be reminded of that sorry alexander if you're listening do say hello if you are please Track eight now, and this is Run That By Me. Run that by me there. I think what I'm finding, Will, with some of these album tracks is that when I first listened to this ahead of recording the episode, I hadn't listened to this album for years and years and years, probably almost 20 years. And when I first listened back, I really didn't think a lot to them. But I think after a few listens, I do get into them. I do appreciate them for what they are. And that is the case with this one here. I think there's a great, again, there's a bit of a bump bump to the beat on the production. Um... And this is written again by Wendy and Jim uh, with Lucas, uh, who we've... Wendy, Jim and Lucas, that's like a that's like a Rita Sue and Bob 2 remake, isn't it, in the making? Um, but Lucas, who uh, has written for Pussycat Dolls, Christina Aguilera, Kylie, Brittany, some huge names. But maybe the bump bumps are a, a Wendy and Jim trademark. This is one of the better album tracks. And I think it's a little bit kind of run of the mill. And then the guitar kicks in. And then you get the run the me. The guitar is fantastic, and the vocals as well. I think the standout vocal performance from Billy on this one, um, and the track builds as well. It builds really nicely. So yeah, I'd agree. This is one of the the top tier album tracks. What's your favourite uh, Billy song? I mean, the first one that comes to my head would be Day and Night because I think it is just mm. a phenomenal. It's kind of it's one of the all-time pop classics like Baby One More Time or, or whatever else. But I have to say, I did love She Wants You from the first album. Oh, I love that. I love the build-up that, that, yes. that it gets. And it starts off really quiet and then it gets louder and louder. And then the bit, I know she wants, I know she wants you. Would that be your favourite Billy song then? No, I think it is Walk of Life. But also, I love the spoken word bit. You take my hand. You're proud you to be my man. man. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know if this was on air or off air, but um, are we going to do the first album, do you think, at some point? I'm sure we will. And listeners, do let us know if you'd like to hear us talking about Honey to the Bee, track by track. Track nine now, and not a cover of the Take That banger that we spoke about last week this is promises Will, this one kicks off with the line, 
take off those rose-tinted glasses. Now, I'm not sure that's something that anyone's ever accused you of, is it wearing rose-tinted glasses? Uh, absolutely not. This one, uh, very walk of life again, I thought, with this one, Will. It's quite organic with the instruments. You've got the acoustic guitar and the piano in there. And in terms of songwriters, this is Billy again, but she's the only constant between that song and this song. So I do kind of wonder if this is more of a direction that she wanted to go in. Mm, more of a kind of singer songwritery kind of vibe. Yeah. And and the label or the management or the, the man wouldn't have it. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of, uh, oh, what is it? It goes, Vanessa Carlton, A Thousand Miles. There we go. Thank you. I knew you'd know. A thousand miles? A million miles. A hundred miles? A distance. (laughs) A few miles. But you got what I was getting at. Yes. You hum it and I'll guess it. Or we could go on the Name That Tune. Is that what it's called? Where you guess it in six or whatever. I mean, that's not been on TV for for a long time. Oh, Alan Carr did a version of it recently. Oh, we did that sort of quiz show revival marathon thing. Now, Will, on songwriting with this one, you have Pam Sheen, who previously uh, co-wrote She Wants You. Does she want you? (laughs) Of course she wants you. It's her birthday. (laughs) Uh, She also worked on Christina's Genie in a Bottle, Dreams He Loves You Not, and Jessica Simpson's Irresistible. Another good song. So lots of bangs there. But also, Will, on this one, Mr. Rick Mitra. Oh, a friend of us. Uh, and the podcast. And we've, we talked about Rick as one of the co-writers of uh, on the Hearsay album. And to be honest, Will, I can't remember. I'm being very honest with listeners now. We do know Rick personally. We've worked with him. I can't remember if I kept it in the episode or not, because I think we banged on about how well we know him for about five minutes. So if we didn't say it before, we do actually know Rick quite well. Yeah, uh, just co- funny coincidence. Small world, isn't it? Mm. Small pop world. Uh, Will... Do you like this one? If I thought it was quite similar to Walk of Life. Are you a fan of this one? Yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Thank God they didn't have you reviewing this at the time and had a sticker on the front saying, fine, Will Warren, smash hits. <laughs> I'm going to move us along now to track number 10, though. So this is track 10, Because of You. Wishing you would take me home. This is one of my favourite non-singles on the album because it's funky, it's got a great bass to it, it's got a bit of brass in it, and it's almost kind of got some 80s-inspired synths in there as well. Yeah, there's definitely a great groove to this one. I almost felt like it felt like a bit of a disco girl power anthem or something like that. You can imagine the girls singing it, getting a bit sultry. Um, and that, that lovely trumpet break. Lovely surprise. Uh, we do like a trumpet break, actually, whilst we're, whilst we're recording, don't we? Yeah, well, people wouldn't want our uh, trumpet solos on the episode, I don't think. <laughs> and writing this one, Will, you have got the aforementioned Kennedy, Lever, Percy and Piper. Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. The Cook, the Thief, His Wife and His Lover. And you are a cook, thief, wife, and lover. Well, not a very good cook, but the rest, absolutely. Or lover. Or wife. <laughs> but you're a good thief. Yes. I steal most of your best lines, actually. I, I remember what I was going to say, Dan. Uh, this sounds a little bit like, I, I am a woman in love. Liz from Atomic Kitten. Did she cover that song? Yeah, she did. Of course, originally by Babs. Babs Streisand. Babs Windsor. Great song. Track 11 now. And you said this to me when we were watching the football uh, with the Euros a little while ago. You just leant over and said, what game is this? (laughs) 
Um, Will, what game is this? Is it Guess Who? Is it Blind Man's Buff? What game is she talking about? The game of love. Oh. Are you a pro? I prefer the game of life. Do you have used to play that? I've never played that, Will. Oh, I might just see if I can pick up a cheap version uh, and we'll play it uh, when we're together next. Oh, no, because knowing you, you'll get a copy from the local scope or something like that and the board will be missing. <laughs> now, Will, in this song, Billy is talking about lipstick on a shirt that someone said was wine, a crumple in the jeans. Did make me think, did you ever get those grass stains out of your white linen suit? Yes. And you say you just tripped over. Yes, Dan. Am I, do I get? I'm just getting the impression you've just got not, not much to say about this song. Oh, we've got to talk about the music as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Jim and Wendy again on this one, but it's not my favourite one of theirs. I do think it is. Are we petering out, Will? We might well be. Although it has got a kind of Xenomania style guitar in it, which is quite nice. Okay, that wins it back. Well, not quite, but clutching at straws here. So whatever game it is, she's probably not winning at it. Anyway, we don't like to be too negative. So let's move on to the final song on the album. This is not a cover of... Well, I don't think anyone... Literally never heard a song song called this before. No, never. It's misfocusing. Focusing there, the last track on the album. Uh, I'm afraid, Dan, to report that the album has petered out. For the first time in a long time. And I think if we were really honest, it probably petered out after track three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was right to do this album. There are some incredible, timeless pop songs on here. But I would have to agree, it's not the strongest pop album we've talked about. It's maybe one of the weakest for a while. But having said that, Will, I don't completely dislike this song, which is quite a compliment as far as this album goes, um, because I do like the almost William Orbit-esque production to it. Uh, And I really like that false start uh, and then the almost skip of the music. I genuinely thought that the track had skipped when it started. Threw me off. I bet at, during sports day at school, you were always the kid that used to trigger a false start. And I'm often the victim of a false start with, with a lot of things, Will, actually. Uh, I, the, there's a lovely guitar uh, particular chord sequence in there that's very haunting. I think that's probably the bit that you're uh, likening to William Orbit, which I think is very generous of you, Dan, to try and uh, pull something out of it. I am a very generous um, lover, a uh, reviewer. And, well, this is Lucas Marr on page on this one, previously of Run That By Me. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, the Japanese edition of this album has some additional tracks, a remix of Making My Way, uh, another track called Safe With Me, and First Love. Making My Way, written by the iconic uh, Diane Warren. So that should be a goodie, but probably a ballad, Will, so maybe not too far off your street. Uh, also, uh, before we move on to further listening, um, and we can definitely promise we're going to b- rev things back up again during further listening, um, a word on the album performance and reception. So we got to number 14 in the UK album chart. Not bad. Not bad. Probably not, not was expected bad. to do better. Hmm. And certainly the reception was mixed. A lot of praise for the singles, but the album as a whole was very averagely reviewed at the time. Six out of ten. I'd say. So, yes, let's lift things up with some further listening. Uh, We're sticking to this album because we we may do Honey to the Bee one day, uh, but we were blessed with B-sides and remixes. So, Will, what have you got? So, I have gone for the Motivate remix, uh, wonderful, of Something Deep Inside. And I'm not to be. 
that was the Motivate remix of Something Deep Inside. There is a uh, radio edit remix and a extra length version vocal mix of that. Uh, and Steve Rodway has done a uh, predictably reliable job remixing that track uh, to make it an absolute banger, whether you're on the dance floor, on the treadmill, or just doing the hoovering. Oh, vacuuming will. We don't like to name names, name brands on here. Uh, but I really like it. I mean, it's not anything earth-shatteringly different for a Motivate remix, but it's probably why I like it. Yeah, I yeah, love the original. I think there, there definitely is something to be said for something deep inside uh, and a pop-as-a-clock version of that. There is something to be said, but we're not going to say it. No, God, no. One dream. <laughs> Family-friendly podcast. Uh, Dan, what have you gone for? I have gone for the Sleaze Sisters anthem mix of Day and Night. It was a really difficult choice to choose between the almighty club mix of this, uh, the Robbie Rivera bombastic vocal mix, and this one. But what really swung it for me was not only is it a fantastic remix, but we've name-checked Sleaze Sisters a few times on Track by Track. I'm not sure if we've ever played one of their remixes before. This might Mm. be their debut on the podcast, which seems bombastic itself. I think you're right there, Dan. And actually, uh, luckily enough, this is a very much... Similar to the Motivate remix was kind of what you'd expect for a Motivate remix. This is kind of what you'd expect for a Sleaze Sisters remix as well. Very on brand. Mm. It's good though. Banger. Yeah, you liked it? He was passing yeah. something around to the other people in the room. We're, We're out, out of time. time. That was Walk of Life by Billy Piper. Let us know what you thought. Uh, join in the conversation over on Patreon. Uh, or let us know at Track by Track UK. And thank you once again to our Patreon subscribers. Much more to come for you very soon. Sounds like a threat. <laughs> There's more to come. There's more where that you, came from. I hope you get everything you deserve. Oh, how kind. You did write that in a Christmas card for me once in blood. So that's it. We'll see you again soon for more Track by Track. Until then, I've been Captain America. Uh, and I've been Peter Woodcock. Goodbye. Goodbye. For me, it was just the nudity. I just wasn't quite comfortable with that. I was quite insistent about that as well. (laughs) Well, I'm going to do chicken, but I'm going to do it. I don't want to overcook it, so I'm going to do it sort of medium rare. (laughs) <laughs> you like yours pink in the middle, don't you? Yeah. And your chicken. <laughs> <laughs>